Episode number 348. If we're all virtual, fine. If we're all together in a physical building, fine. When we're part of each, then it's really, really a struggle. And so uh, using agile ways of working, like having all your work visible out on a tool that everyone can log in, everyone can see it is a simple thing, but it can, can alleviate a lot of those communication problems. Welcome to the Be Real Show with Travis Tutal and Hoff, where we talk about life, dreams, social media, and business. Well, hello, and welcome to the Be Real Show with Travis Tutal and Huff. Folks, you know your boy is always fired up, ready to bring you hopefully some value, some life, some energy in your days and nights and weekends or whenever you're listening to the podcast. Uh, but we really appreciate you obviously listening, most importantly. Uh, but today, after this show, I think you're going to think about your marketing uh, and how you can align uh, and be more agile with your marketing as it has changed so much over a period of time. I know just even my career of marketing graduating in 2005, uh, my, my, my diploma is right there uh, from the Fresno State Craig School of Business, which was uh, Jenny Craig's husband that donated to the school that I went to. And uh, marketing then in 2005 has dramatically changed uh, as far as the things you can do, the capabilities, social media, email marketing, digital. And as we know, some things are foundational too. So some things haven't really changed in many ways, um, uh, but in a lot of cases, obviously the vehicle, the platform, the delivery, and in so many ways, uh, how you're actually doing your marketing is changing. So we're talking to an expert in the game, folks. Uh, Miss Andrea Fryrear. Andrea, are you ready to be real? I am super ready. Let's go. And she is the president and co-founder of Agile Sherpas. Uh, I love what you guys are doing, uh, just checking it out and talking about how marketing has changed and how they basically are helping you adapt to that change. Um, and, and obviously every different client's different, every single industry is different, but basically you know, helping transform that marketing organization, whether you're internal or working with an agency. Um, I think it's, it's, it's very, very important y'all to listen to experts. So we're a pleasure to have you on the show today. Um, Ms. Andrea, have you always been into, uh, into uh, marketing? No, no, I've sort of stumbled into it, um, really? which I think is, yeah, you know, I, I feel like marketing is not one of those things that a lot of people are like, you're a little girl and you're like, I want to be a marketer when right. I grow up. Right. Um, but no, I have an English degree. And gotcha. um, so content marketing has been like an amazing movement for me to be able to blend some of my like early digital marketing expertise with the thing I actually went to school to do. Right. Uh, my parents right. are delighted that I can actually use my English degree to make money, which was questionable at the time. But no, I, um, my first job out of college, I was, you know, the young kid in the building at a newspaper syndicate and they needed a new website and ah. being young somehow qualified me for, for that job. And so once you have a new website, you need people to come to it and therefore SEO and therefore search engine marketing. And, you know, nice. it all sort of snowballed from there. So you kind of learned as uh, you got thrown into the job, if you want to call it in some ways, by the factor of our age being younger. Um, and then obviously you have the expertise of content writing, which is a big part of a website is the content. I mean, I had time and time again, I'd over the 12 year journey have uh, kind of sub help clients figure out how to build a website, how to do it better, blah, blah, blah. But uh, a lot of times it's just the content you want to say is so important. And also that's what holds people back. It's like, Hey, the design's ready. Everything's ready, but what are we going to say on this thing? And, uh, 
And a lot of times it needs to kind of come from the customer's voice in some cases because website developers and designers and content creators, we can be good, but we're not experts in the industry. And so uh, trying to find that kind of combination of, you know, maybe an interview or doing something where we can kind of, you know, dig into your mind, but then also obviously use the expertise. And, you know, like you talked about SEO and some of these things that are so important to, uh, to interweave into your website. Um, so you got thrown to the wolves and you got into website developing SEO. Uh, and then, so then you kind of just stuck to that industry where you always just from that point on, just like, okay, I love digital. I love marketing. I'm, I'm in this. Yeah. You know, it was, it's great to always be learning. I really think that's kind of what I'm addicted to more than anything is like solving new problems and finding new challenges. And so I feel like that's the great thing about marketing is there's always going to be another channel. There's always going to be another tactic. You're going to stall out and plateau here and then you got to figure out how to kickstart it again. So it's, it's never boring. And then now having gotten into the really nerdy like process and operations stuff, mm -hmm. you really get into like, okay, where's the bottleneck in the system? What's preventing us from getting value to our customers? All right, let's go systematically attack those things. Gotcha. It's really rewarding. So now you're also taking in more of an operations as far as like how we're getting all these leads. Uh, they're getting stopped at this certain page. Are they, are they not purchasing because of this certain reason? You know, many different things. You can get someone to a website. Doesn't mean they're going to buy. Many times yeah. you have to quite often educate customers about that. It's, it's all about the impression. I mean, you're trying to get them off domain, off of Facebook to go to your website or off of, they were just browsing their family's photos and then you're going to try to send them off domain. Uh, and now they're at your domain and you, you got to either have a really captivating message or a really, you know, obviously a, a, a offer or something, an incentive to make them act right then. If not, let's just be real. It's, it, it's traffic. It's important to send those impressions, but sometimes it's, it's not going to act immediately. Um, a lot of us browse websites and browse things and we don't necessarily purchase in, but that's, that traffic's still valuable because you're still, you know, putting some impressions in the head of that consumer. If they don't buy today, uh, maybe they buy 10 years from now. Maybe they buy one year from now. Maybe they buy tomorrow. You know, you never know when they're going to buy, uh, but it's always been since the beginning, marketing has always been, you know, kind of keeping your, your message in front of those eyeballs, you know, keeping your message in front of these people. And so I always had to educate people about that in social. It's, it's oh, I'm not getting likes or engagements, but you're getting tons of views. You have to f forget sometimes that uh, the views are just as important in the, in the long term of marketing um, as a million comments, a million engagements, shares, et cetera, which are still very, very important. Let's just be real. I mean, very, very important. But uh, the view in itself is, is really the, the whole thing of marketing. It's how, you know, the, the, the delivery is different, but it's just, you know, you have an eyeball or you have an ear now with the podcast and things like that. And, and you're literally putting messages or, or content in front of people um, and hoping that to kind of persuade them or educate them. And, uh, and, and, and now, so sped up to now, tell me a little bit about what you're doing because I love the business. I love what you agile Sherpas. It's like kind of taking a <laughs> trek or an adventure, uh, talking right. about your path. Um, tell us kind of like what you're doing. Yeah. So we are a little bit different than like a typical marketing agency. We don't come in and tell people what they ought to do or what channel you should be in or more budget here or optimize this conversion on this page, right? So lots of folks are very brilliant at doing that. What we do is look at your process. So Got you. how do you make that landing page? How do you create your content? How do you, you. execute your strategy 
in a way that you're doing the highest value work all the time. Because marketing is, there's always, right, a million things we could be doing. Absolutely. And so how do we find what's the what's going to move the needle for us and deliver value to our customers? Focus as much of our energy as we can on those things until they're truly done and out in the market. And then we move on to the next things instead of trying to do 45 things this week and then none of them get done. Got you. Smart. Very, very smart. A lot of agencies, I know just being on, because we come in as a, a kind of an outsource, if you want to call it, to agency social media. Having a social media team, don't have the team, don't have the scale. We kind of partner up, work on something. And uh, and so I've come in on many pitches. A lot of different agencies got different strategies. Some very interesting strategies. Some very just real straightforward strategies. A lot of in between. Uh, but like you said, it's a big part is a lot of it is they're doing a lot of things all at once. And, uh, mm-hmm. and many times you don't know if any of that stuff's really going to work or not until you test some of that stuff. And so you go in and try to kind of fix where the internal problems are or processes problems might be in that business before you go out and spend a bunch of money in marketing or do a bunch of things internally and get that kind of dialed in right. Yes. Yes, exactly. Gotcha. Like how can you, how can you test more? How can you talk to your customers more, customers more mm. instead of, sit there for nine months, right? And build this massive campaign that you release all in one big go. And right, right. Nobody really wanted it in the first place. It's a good point because I always believed, uh, especially in digital, that was the beauty of our, uh, of the digital marketing, y'all, is that you can test things. Unlike if you were to go on TV, it's hard to test a campaign on Cosmopolitan. I remember looking at the ad rates back in the day and uh, when I was working at ABC television, it was like, is this $75,000 or $100,000 to place one little, you know, basically ad in the middle of a Cosmo. And it's like, dude, how many other ads are in there? And how many people back then, you know, yeah, magazines have some stickiness. I get it. They don't, you know, they stay in your house, et cetera. But how many of these people just read it and throw it away or whatever, and, or just read it and put it away and never see you ad again. It was like, wow, a hundred grand. You seem like you could do things and test things with that um, that you would not be able to do obviously with your traditional. So I, I love that, that, uh, a big part of it is a test. So tell me, Miss Andrea, uh, what type of businesses do you really thrive with? What type of businesses are you like loving working with? You know, it's really fun to go into some of the more traditional organizations. Like we do a lot of work with banking, pharmaceutical, those kind of folks who, Uh, are feeling the pinch of their marketing efforts, not being quite as sophisticated or fast moving as they wish they were. So they're really, they're ready. You know, they have a strong appetite for changing things, mixing things up. um, And they're ready to, to make, make the investment and do the hard work because it, Process and operations don't really sound all that sexy, but they make a huge difference when you get them right. But they're also hard to change the steps and change the way that you do everything requires some commitment. And so Mm -hmm. people really have to hit a threshold to say, okay, proceeding as I was is more painful and more dangerous than going through some some hard change moments and people have to really hit that tipping point otherwise we can go and preach and and teach and do everything but if they're not ready they're not going to change and we can't make them change right absolutely yeah i mean it, it and i think always like with the agency model you can't work with everybody it's literally impossible for agencies to work with everyone it's a very difficult business to scale in some cases uh, many talk to many big agencies and small agencies and not easy business to scale, but it's a very great business in that 
from the very first customers and clients, I know even in our business, it's, it's very similar, is that you can profit from the beginning. You know, you can kind of instantly profit and you have a ton of upfront costs. But I love that you, you all do something different and that you kind of don't force a big model on someone and you kind of go in and figure out the process first and then you fix it. Um, what are the things you're seeing right now that people are needing? What are they seeing that something that people are having bottlenecks with or having those issues with? Yeah, everybody's, I think communication has, has emerged as a real struggle for a lot of folks. Now that, that like hybrid is coming to be the norm for a lot of teams, like this time last year when everyone locked down, everyone kind of over communicated because we had to be virtual. And so everyone was doing a lot of extra kind of intellectual labor to make sure they were talking to everybody they needed to talk to. We're all getting fatigued with that now. And some people are going back to the office and some people aren't. And that's honestly the hardest style of communication. I think to master, if we're all virtual, fine. If we're all together in a physical building, fine. When we're part of each, then it's really, really a struggle. And so uh, using agile ways of working, like having all your work visible out on a tool that everyone can log in, everyone can see it is a simple thing, but it can, can alleviate a lot of those communication problems because I don't have to try to ping you on Slack or wait for you to get back to me or schedule a meeting to understand what's happening with your project. I can look on your board. I can see everything that's going on and get up to speed. And so it, it really helps with some of the more like hybrid, we're not in the same time zone, we have to do things asynchronously, right. which is just going to become more and more the norm as these complex setups that we have to learn to navigate. So are you using something like Trello or something like that, a tool like that to uh, some of these, some of these awesome tools? There's so many amazing tools out there. Uh, but are, are, uh, do you find you're gravitating towards those kind of tools that allow you to just streamline, simplify and make it easy for everyone to kind of know where everyone's at? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm a big Trello fangirl. I use Trello for my own personal Kanban board. Um, my team's on monday.com right now. Lots of larger enterprises I know make great use of Jira. Uh, They're doing a lot of cool stuff around business agility right now. Um, So the list of tools is is vast and we could probably spend the rest of time just going through them all. Um, But there's a tool for everybody, right? Depending on how big your team is and how complex you want to be with everything. Um, There's something out there to fit you, but just think about what you actually need and then go get a tool that will meet your needs instead of saying, well, I'm just going to find like the coolest, shiniest, whatever tool that I that strikes my fancy. And then I'm going to fit myself into what the tool does. Right. Much better to understand what you need before you go buy something. And I would say like to try a tool that's free too, like a Trello or something like that. That's relatively free because Hey, why not try a a free platform? If it, if it, uh, you know, limits your, your, your use and capacity, et cetera, there's usually a premium version of that. And then also on top of that, if that tool is uh, limiting you down, there's another tool that's even faster and bigger, but you're absolutely right. I think too many people jump for the fastest, shiniest tool, spend a lot of money and then uh, don't even really get the value out of it. I know we've made that decision, unfortunately, too many times, unfortunately, having to uh, say, hey, you know, we never even really use this tool, unfortunately. And so uh, we got to stop. We got to cancel the tool because we just, we don't see the value in it. And if we're not, if we're doing exactly, we're forcing ourselves to use a tool that we don't even want to use and we're paying money for it uh, versus tools that are free or relatively free and that we get that ton of value from. And we really maximize that because you can literally spend your whole life trying to find the tool to optimize this and optimize that. And um, a lot of times um, 
we don't have the time for that. We don't literally have the time. If you're a parent, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're uh, anything in life, you're busy. And so you don't got time to just try to be researching tools and trying to figure out, like I said, how it applies, like you said, how it applies to your life. And, uh, I like to go the ones that you really gravitate to that you really find efficient and then that are relatively free because then you aren't out a ton of money either. Some of these tools y'all are hundreds of dollars a month. And, uh, that can be literally putting a business out of business. If you get too many extra tools you're not using, you can literally be blowing all your money. And, uh, so I love that. Uh, what, what types of outside of banking and pharmaceutical, uh, who are the types of individuals you really love gravitating and working with specifically? Like, is it an internal CMO? Like who typically reaches out to you? We tend to go in and work with the operations heads quite a lot. So like a director of operations tends to be a primary point of contact for us because they do cut across different marketing functions, different marketing teams, and they're kind of trying to make everybody work better together. Right. Uh, yeah. So we, we work in that way quite a lot. And then we'll do individualized um, trainings, coachings for different teams, for folks who are like transforming more deeply. We sometimes even do consulting where we'll say, uh, your team structures are really going to hold you back, right? If we're talking uh-huh. about bottlenecks, these are going to eventually get in the way and let's reconfigure the way that we put people together. Let's organize around the customer instead of our mm-hmm. products or our functions because customers don't really care about our functions. They want to know how we're going to serve them at their different stages of their journey. And so that's, that's another when we get to do that, obviously that requires a pretty high degree of executive buy-in when you're changing team structures and, and things. But those are really exciting because you get to see not just efficiencies in process, but you really get to see people's work lives transform. Like they're more empowered. They're excited to come to work. They feel like they have autonomy over what's being done. They're delivering value. And like mm. you see people's eyes light up when you talk to them about their work. There's just nothing better than, than having a hand in that. Right. And keeping people happy is like the number one thing that employers are trying to do right now, because very hard to find talent in some categories right now. I know for some of my customers and then also uh, in this business, there's a burnout that happens both I know in social as well as in marketing where people want to kind of turn over and go to something new. So there's quite often a bit of turnover inside agencies. Um, I know working with agencies quite often working with new marketing directors kind of every year, every two years, because it's just kind of the nature of the beast. It was the same way when I was in the TV business, like working with the new media buyer McDonald's. And then a few years later, another media buyer, it was just consistently, that was what, what the trend was. And, or sometimes these people, um, advance in their careers, you know, sometimes people advance and then they're working as a senior VAP of this and that. And I'm working with, there's someone that's uh, underneath them. And so, some, that's the exciting part too, is you see growth in some people. And then obviously in general, if you're working with interns and things like that, there's a, there's an end game where they kind of leave and then uh, you're working with someone new. So I think it's a, uh, the agency business is an awesome one and it's going to be a very evolving business. I think going forward as well, because you said the hybrid is, is here and, uh, and how it works is going to be interesting how it works for everyone. Uh, we've always been just kind of work at home and found that that works best for everyone. Um, a couple more last questions for you. Are you ready to go through our top 10? Let's do it. Let's do it. Apple or Android? Android. Netflix or YouTube? Netflix. Netflix. Instagram or Facebook? Instagram. The IG. Chicken or steak? Steak. Steak. Laptop or smartphone? Laptop. 
Nice. Spotify or Pandora? Spotify. All the Spotify. Way. Too much value there. Movies or video games? Oh, movies for sure. Movies. My style too. Reading books or listening to books? Oh, that one's hard. Depends on, Reading. Depends on what you're doing. Reading. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I prefer you can get that physical book, uh, some alone time and, uh, and away from devices, away from work. And uh, nothing like it. Nothing like it. I always find like, like on a plane ride, I read like, can read like a whole book. I'm like, holy yeah. shit, how did I read this whole thing? It's because no distractions, nothing else to do. Uh, stocks or real estate, if you're thinking about diversifying up your uh, portfolio or investments? Real estate. Real estate, okay. And oceans or lakes when you're thinking about a vacation because you deserve it. Lakes. Lakes. What lake are you going to today if you uh, could go on a lake day? Oh, up here is like Lake Granby is up in the mountains. Oh, like nice. Trees and it's really beautiful. Beautiful. Nothing like a lake. Nothing like a beautiful lake, especially out here. We're having the West Coast uh, heat wave. It's been like a hundred and something degrees for, for a long time now. We're like, oh my God, when's it going to get cooler? <laughs> Maybe never. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe November. No, I'm joking. Uh, well, we really appreciate your energy, your soul. And when you're waking up for your morning, Miss Andrea, and you're getting ready for your day, why do you love being you? Oh, uh, there is never a boring moment in my nice. life. There's always something exciting happening, and it's great. I like that. You're, you're a female that pushes yourself to the limits, an entrepreneur that is embracing all aspects of, uh, of all the things you're interested in. And, I, and marketing, the cool part about marketing is, like you said from the beginning, is it's always changing, always um, making you evolve as a human, if you want to call it, as a, as a, as a person, because you have to learn. I mean, it literally have to constantly learn, unlike many other, you know, industries or things where you just, you do the same thing and it doesn't really change too much, you know, uh, with marketing, it's like, boom, it's changing, it's changing every day. Uh, uh, although some of the tactics do stay the same, I, I still believe telling your story and being honest and being real about who you are and where you're at in life, it always works. And, uh, and you always can't always be real about everything, but if you can, as a brand, be transparent with uh, the story. I think it's very important. Very important. Most people, you know, kind of see through all the bullshit in these days, uh, especially especially 2021. Uh, after we've gone through last year, uh, people are fed up with the BS, and so we're, you know, I think it's really, I think it's very important for brands to tell an authentic story going forward, and uh, and in general, in general, I think it works. Do you think you'll ever retire from the game of entrepreneurship, marketing, helping in the agency business? I think I'm stuck being an entrepreneur. I'm, nice. I'm totally unemployable at this point. It's it's entrepreneurship or nothing for me. I like me. that. You're not going ever going back. I like that. When you create financial freedom and you realize that how much time you have, the ability uh, in so many ways, the, the blessings that that provides, it, uh, it makes you even work a little harder. So uh, those that are on the fence, think about what she just said. She's never going back. Never going back. Do you have a routine on how you start your day? Yes, I'm a very routine in the morning. Um, I make coffee, nice. I journal, I read, I work out, and then the day starts. There you so, go. Um, I like yeah. that. So all those are priorities in your life before you get your day going. Yep. I've I've a uh, big fan of the Miracle Morning. If Ooh, you've yes. ever, if you're that one's, I've modified kind of his his more strict recommendations, but I've been on that regimen for probably six months, and it's been it's been amazing. Good for you. That is awesome. So you, even in the pandemic, you uh, made some changes and said, I'm, 
I'm stepping my game up. I like that. The miracle mornings. Yeah. There's nothing like, uh, taking control of your morning, making it yours and, uh, and making the most out of it, making the most out of it before you get chaos and uh, news and whatever fires of the entrepreneurship stuff that we have in life. Um, is there a skill you're trying to master right now? Has there been a skill you're trying to work on or just get better at? Yeah, you know, I'm I've been reading a lot more about buying and selling businesses. Oh, um, nice. So yeah. just gonna get I'm on my in. first I'm on my first business now and and interested to see like what the future looks like in terms of buying other businesses. Uh yeah. So that's that's an interesting new avenue of learning for me. You want to buy the whole business yourself or uh buy shares into the business? Uh Many different ways now to do that, right? So there's yeah, stocks. You there's can buy stocks in your public. Now you can do the the uh, with Mr. Obama 2016 to the non uh, equity crowdfunding. So you could get into a seed stage company where it could have a huge return. I've got a bunch, but I haven't had a huge return yet. Uh, it, it's been a, it's been what five years now. Some of them gone out of business. Some of them paid off about even two x three x. But then I have a lot of them that are still in business. So. They could eventually IPO. Uh, at that point, you get your stock and shares and you kind of be able to cash out. Um, and then obviously owning a whole business. There's there's a lot of unique things you can do, Miss Andrea, with your skills of marketing and uh, maybe seeing the bottlenecks and be able to uh, buy a business at an undervalued position, come in and change some of the processes, change how it works and make it more instantly profitable. I mean, there's that's the, that's the key in entrepreneurs that know how to buy those businesses. And then for my man, Rob G uh, or uh, Nat Turner or some of these young entrepreneurs that are buying and selling billion dollar businesses. Very interesting how you exit because that's the other piece to the business. Buy it, build the IP, build up that intellectual property. And then how do you sell this for a huge return? Because that's the, that, that's some of these big, big guys that are doing it. They get the big, they got to find the returns. They know how to get that, the exit, which I think is uh if you can get that, that is a beautiful thing. Um, uh, as an entrepreneur, as an entrepreneur, I mean, if that, there's, there's something about the exit that I still haven't figured out myself. Uh, I remember one year into my business, someone offered me a big number for my business and I should have probably just said, Hey, you know what? That sounds good. Let's partner up. But I'm happy. I never did to be honest with you, because I've controlled the ship. Um, but uh, we haven't had any big checks like that since, uh, because social media is different. There's a lot of competitors, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's understandable. Uh, has there, is there a favorite app that you use or you kind of gravitated to? My favorite app is probably going to be Trello. Trello. On my phone. Oh. Yep. That. So yep. you use it on your phone. Mm-hmm. Nice. They have a great phone app. Um, and then if you could sit down and chop it up with anyone in the world today, and they're coming out to you in Colorado, uh, who would you like to chop it up and have dinner with tonight? Oh man, I think right now I would want to have dinner with Anne Handley. Ooh, nice. I love her. Why, why do you love her? I love Anne Handley. I love Anne. Yeah. I mean, I used to cross paths with her at events frequently right. and that hasn't happened in a long, long time. So it just would be nice to see her face. But, uh, you know, I know she's done some amazing things talking about, um, acquisitions and exits and things with click Z and now she's at marketing profs for so long. And just, yep. I think she has a great staying true to herself while still working for a brand. Like she's built marketing profs in such a cool way. And it's, it's, I admire the separateness yet togetherness that she and marketing profs have, mm. you know, she's got her own thing, but she's still very supportive of, of that brand obviously. And such a big part of it. 
Right. But there's still always Anne, right? You, she's still like personal got her brand. own voice. The personal yeah. brand is so it's so important because it's always you. You could always like Mark Cuban or like anybody. You can have a million different companies you own, but it's still you. You're still Mark Cuban or you're still, you know, Elon Musk. And he's going to own a million other businesses probably in the future. Not a million, but a few other businesses I'm sure Elon will own in the future uh, or partner up or buy out or whatever. And, uh, and, but it's, it's Elon, he's the mind. It's, you know what I mean? So it's very interesting about that. And, uh, I'm always fascinated by people that can just own so many businesses and sue so much. It's just like, how do you do this and still sleep, you know, still sleep, have, you know, I know they're making sacrifices. We all know that, but, uh, it'd be kind of curious to, to find out what sacrifices are you really making? I mean, what, or what do they feel? Cause we all know we make sacrifices. You know, I know as a dad, Miss Andrea, as a pop entrepreneur, I'm sacrificing the growth of my business because how can I really grow that much if I'm spending all my day with my kids? And I'm choosing that because I, I, my dad left when we were kids and, you know, he chose the business life because it was different back then in the 80s. You had to be at your customers and you couldn't be Zoomifying and doing podcasts on things. And, 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 uh, and also I, I got blessed because I, I, you know, I put some money in some investments and I stayed true to those things and I held and I, you know, d- d- things that you're talking about, buying businesses and things. And, uh, and, but now, but the truth is my, my social media agency, we can't grow the same way because the CEO is a dad that's spending most of his time raising his kids. I got a two-year-old and a two-month-old and that's going to be my life for at least five years until I get him to, uh, to school. And so I think self-awareness is very important too as entrepreneurs and, uh, you're a female entrepreneur, but I also love that you have self-awareness. You know, I think it's so important to have that self-awareness in life and just know um, and feel like you're guiding your own ship. Like you said, I am never going back to work. I love that uh, because, you know, it's very important. It keeps us in the game. Um, last question for you. Is there, has there been a book um, that has changed your life or sticks to your soul? Um, you either reread, kind of think about it often. Yeah, I inevitably recommend the book Personal Kanban. Ooh, I haven't heard that one. Personal Kanban. So it takes all the agile principles and practices and teaches you how to use them to run your life, like every aspect of your life. I've I've run my own personal Trello board for eight years and it keeps me sane. I love it, love it, love it. But on a more maybe like personal development kind of level, right now I'm listening to Reinventing Yourself, mm, um, a, which uh, it's so simple. Like he's a master of boiling things down to their essence and stripping away the the stuff that makes it feel complicated and hard to where you're just like, well, yeah, of course I want to do that. Where When do we start? Um, I've just been really, really impressed with uh, with the way he approaches things in that book. And it's so important to reinvent yourself constantly. The top celebrities in the world, how they stay relevant is they're constantly reinvent themselves. New hairstyles, new colors, new outfits, new fashion. Justin Bieber next year will look different. Justin Bieber next, the following year will look different six months from now. But he's staying relevant the whole time. And, and the whole point is it's part of the look, part of that. And that's the edge uh, that, that you have. It, it just putting it in that light. But in business, it's the same thing. Constantly reinventing themselves pivoting, constantly learning, constantly changing services, products, uh, willing to pivot to the future because let's just be real. No one wants to be Blockbuster or Sears. Uh, you know, no one wants to be reeling. We all want to be thriving. And so uh, the only way you do that is kind of pivoting to the future too. So also, my friend, where is the best place for us to kind of find more and learn about you? I want to put you in the show notes and uh, the business. Talk about the business. Where's the best place on the website? 
Yes, agilesherpas.com. You can find all kinds of stuff. I am content marketing uh, nerd. So we have tons of free stuff there, a getting started guide, state of agile marketing report. We publish content every single week. It's all out there. Go find what you need and help you get started. I love that. I love that uh, marketers that put out their content for free with no paywall. Uh, just get started, uh, take advantage of the, the utility. That's a, an incredible way of providing value. And also I think the best entrepreneurs do that. Ms. Andrea, are you on social? Is there anywhere that we can follow you on social? Your favorite places to follow there? Yes, yes, yes. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Fryrear is a weird name, so it's not hard to find me. Uh, I'm at Andrea Fryrear most places because nobody else is looking for that handle. <laughs> hey, that's the OG handle right there. That's you. That's you, Miss Andrea Fryer. Uh, and we really appreciate your time today. Like I always tell my entrepreneurs out there, the world is full of abundance. You've already created that. You've already created this agile mindset that you're helping businesses and marketing agencies and tons of opportunities are going to continue to flow your way because you're blessing them and you're providing what your soul wants to do. That's an entrepreneur. That's someone that is also uh, following your path and, and journey along with your business. And so I'm going to wish tons of more success on you uh, going forward in the new future. You're following years here as we got out of this crazy 2020. Uh, but folks, please go follow them uh, and uh, at Miss Andrea online. We'll put that all in the show notes. So click that in the show notes, but we really appreciate you. Folks, you've been hanging out with Travis Tutal and Huff and Miss Andrea Fryweer. We want to thank you again for your time today. And let's keep being real. What another epic episode. And uh, if you enjoyed the episode today, can you please do me a favor and subscribe to our podcast, The Be Real Show, on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform. And also take a little time today, if you don't mind, and give your boy T. Huff a review. I would really super appreciate it. And thank you so much for listening today. We're all going through a lot right now. And real-time outsource. My business is giving back to local and small businesses. Through our social media services and campaigns, we are actually helping small businesses get more exposure during these times and also when we get through these times. At the end of the day, we don't know how long this is all going to last, but most importantly, you got to think about your business right now. Take it seriously. So come check us out at realtimeoutsource.com, realtimeoutsource.com, and we would love for you to qualify and get the process started where we can take a look at your business and see if we can qualify you for some of our services. Um, at uh, little to no cost for most of the businesses. And, uh, and, and some businesses, you know, you're going to have to pay, but that's just part of life, right? But most importantly is that I think this is the time, folks, that you can actually help thrive in your business. And so I would love to help you personally with our team. We're all going through a tough time right now. So take advantage of us, realtimeoutsource.com. Check us out, and we would love to do some business with you and help you with your social and digital media in 2020 and beyond.